should be at the top of the list on the door training because the outcome today is simply getting another two more minutes with every single person you talk to, no matter who they are, it's, I'm going to buy another two minutes. And with that two minutes, you can buy another 10 minutes and then you buy another 50 minutes and then you close a freaking deal. Because if you can't beat the first 30 seconds, you're wasting hundreds of doors that you don't need to. So today you're going to learn how to really maximize that first 30 seconds. So we're going to dive into this. we got a bunch of people on. Okay. So before we get into it, so it's before it's, Okay, what do you do before the knock, like before the door, right? So you knock a door, um, but I'm talking like the first 30 seconds before the door, right? And there's a couple, um, there's a couple things, but make sure I'm not gonna go deep into this because next week we're talking about changing your state and checking your state, mindset but I'm gonna, stuff. and mindset stuff. So I'm gonna touch on it for two seconds, and then we're gonna talk about it next week. So make sure you're on next week because I think. Your power of your state is more important um, than people realize going up to the door. So a lot of times we're carrying, right? Like we're we're carrying the rocks in a big backpack from the guy that said no and the dick and the that guy and that guy. And and what happens is we show up to this new fresh door and they don't know how our day's been. It could have been the best day in the world or it could have been the worst day in the world. But to them, you're just some new guy, right? So it's a new opportunity every door. So if you're if you're if you're not in the right state and you're just down and hot and drowsy and you go knock that door, none of the stuff we're about to train you really matters. So you have to have a mindset. And I've, I've coined this term. I say it to people in my offices. It's don't knock to knock, knock to sell. Because if you're just out there going through the motion, none of this matters. Make sure that when you knock that door, you have an objective to get a close. That's your first thing before you knock the door. So then we're going to kind of go into appearance and that's where... What else we'll kind of talk about? Yeah, so um, the what it comes down to, guys, is you have to win. Everybody knows this, but you have to win over your your customers in that first thirty seconds. And a huge part of that is your appearance. Like we live in a world where it, you know, unfortunately, people judge quickly like that. Um, and and what I what I always tell my guys is. You want to look like somebody who you would trust if they came to your, or if you, you know, if they came to your door. If if you were at your door right now trying to sell you something, I don't know if that actually makes any sense. <laughs> you had a clone that clone. was selling yourself. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, you just you just want to make sure that you look like somebody who you would trust as well. Like it, it it's a lot of different things. I mean, everything from the way you dress to the way you act. Uh, I I understand a lot of guys out there have um, earrings and and like. Things like that or tattoos, guys. Make sure that you look presentable. Like it's it's not about. I, I know I always get guys when I when I say this say like oh but I want to keep my identity. Like I don't want to lose who I am and I don't want to hide who I. Am. It's like it's that's not the point, right? You have a punk rocker who's who has a super important job interview. He's not going to show up in black jeans and chains all over, right? He's going to show up in a suit. He's going to show up dressed nicely so they can get the job. It's the exact same thing. This is no different. Um, I saw a post actually the other day with you and someone else where they said I'm I'm doing this um, I'm doing this for one reason or another and you were like well the thing is you have to look at this like a job like this is a job this there's no difference um, and so I think it's super important that you guys understand that appearance is huge they have to be able to feel like they trust you and a huge part of that is definitely your appearance um, and it goes into uh, we're getting a lot of questions about how do you knock upper class, right? I believe that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, is is a lot of people asking um, what are some of the best ways that I can do to knock upper class? 
I personally don't like knocking ghetto at all. Like, it's it's pretty much a staple of mine that they have to have two stories, and that's like my bread and butter. Um, and it's a simple reason because um, these people know what they're doing with their money, and so I love it because we all know that when you sell completely on price, it works. But at the same time, you're getting a lot of the the people who simply don't know how to how to how to spend their money, and so. Chargeback rates are higher, cancellation rates are higher. Someone comes around, and, and, and this is in the satellite industry. I don't know if it works the same with a lot of others, but in the satellite industry, for sure, someone comes back around with a better deal, you're gone. Like you're, it doesn't matter how good of a deal you had before because these people simply don't have any concept of how to spend their money. Um, but when you're in upper class, they really understand like how to spend their money and, and how to make good decisions. And a lot of a lot of that goes into your appearance and the way that you come off to those people when you knock their door. They judge you super yeah, quick. Yeah, it's like, insane. Like the, it's it, Unfortunately, but that's the case. It's right away they're, they're judging you, whether or not they can trust you, whether or not they want to do business with you. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just super important that you make sure that you're, you look like somebody who they can trust. It's funny because a lot of people ask me because I got this like mullet going, but like when <laughs> I knock, like I literally put it and tuck yeah. it up in my hat yeah. so it doesn't look like I have some mullet. I don't know if you guys have seen that on Instagram, but I literally wear a headband and it pulls it all up so I don't look all shaggy like this. It's kind of like a secret and then you take your hat off when you're in their house yeah. and you're like, ha ha! One time I, I had to, no, one time I knocked a full week preseason trip with cornrows. I literally had cornrows from Mexico and I was like, full cornrowed, wore a hat, no one knew and I'm in a, I, I just sold a guy and I was like, you want to see something crazy? I took my hat off and he's like, oh my gosh, white kid with cornrows. But at the end of the day, I hit it, right? But, yeah. I, but I owned it, right? Yeah. Um, so you don't have to like not be you, just own you, but make sure that you do it with confidence. So let's get into the process. So on the door, the first thing is understanding what's behind the door, right? So when you ring a doorbell and that customer is not expecting you to come, in, in their mind immediately, it triggers an emotion, which is, Ah, it's probably some door-to-door guy. So they have a certain belief, and we're going to talk about the wall, right? Everybody talks about break the wall, break the pattern. And the person's pattern in the past, over the last 10 years, they've had 1,000 door-to-door people come to their house, and the pattern has always been, I'm going to quickly tell them I'm not interested and get back to what I'm doing because I don't want to buy anything. They're sleazy. They're shady. They're here to take my money. He doesn't have anything worthwhile. So get him off the door as fast as possible. And I'm on to my back to my TV show or my hot pocket or whatever. Uh, So you you first have to figure out what is that pattern. And a pattern is caused by a stigma or an experience, right? So they're telling themselves a story. They're telling them this is pointless. And the experience may have been other door-to-door people have been pushy. Other door-to-door people have been like annoying, sleazy. They maybe didn't have the right appearance. And I feel like every ghetto person knocks door to door, right? Like he's going to be some hood rat that comes to my house and they're not expecting you. So that being said, you have to do, there's three principles that Ian's going to go over that really talk about how do you break the pattern that they're currently living in and they've been living in because if you're not different, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, and that's exactly what he just said is exactly the it's the first the first principle we want to talk about. So so again, we want to talk about how to break this how to break this this pattern, right? Everybody has this this stigma or these ideas about door-to-door salesmen. Um, and it's all based on the past experiences they've had, like like Sam said. So how do you do that? The first thing is exactly what he just finished off with. Be different. Like something about you has got to be different than every other salesman that's hit their door. 
Um, it's so funny when I go out to offices and I hear from all these guys that are like, oh, there's, there's a guy in my area I can't knock. Or, or there was a guy in my area yesterday I can't knock. Okay, first of all, the only reason why you're concerned with that is because you saw the guy. Because if you didn't see the guy, you would never have known. And so it wouldn't have made a difference. But second of all, like just be confident and do something and, and be different than that sales rep and you'll always sell. That's why re-knocking is actually awesome because you know that if you're better than the guy before you and you know that you're going to carry yourself better and you're going to look better and you're going to act better, you're for sure going to sell them that, that they've seen over and over and over before you got there. Um, the second thing you want to focus on is making sure that you're keeping con control of all the thoughts and actions of the customer. Okay, We talked a lot about this yesterday actually. Um, it, it's just everything you say and everything you do, guys, it, it's like it's like leading this mouse through a maze. And then by the time they get to the end of the maze, it's the end of the sale and they're like, wait, what? I'm buying what? Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, awesome. Wait, I just signed up for what? Yeah, like, wait, wait, what a second? Hold on. Um, and then the third thing is you want to make sure you're targeting your first 30-second objection. So the first 30-second objection is a lot of different things, but it's like, you know, uh, did you see the most listening sign? Um, I'm late for this. I have to leave. Uh, someone already knocked this. Um, and, and, th and then, and then the, the famous one, I'm not interested, right? You need to make sure you're, you're targeting those specific 30 second objections right away because it's like Sam said, if you can just buy time guys, the name of the game is just time. It's just getting someone to listen to you longer because if you know what you're doing and you know your approach and you know your product and you, you have a lot of confidence in what you're selling, guys, it, it's just the, it's just getting that customer to listen to you for more than 30 seconds and that'll buy you another 30 seconds and another. Yeah, because um, the reality is if they trust you, they understood fully what you were doing, mm -hmm. yeah. they would buy. Absolutely. Like, most things that we pitch door-to-door -door yep. tend to actually probably make sense. Um, and the problem is, is they just don't fully understand your offer. Right. And they're and yeah, it's like they're good services. People are just simply... The reason that people aren't doing it is because it's just, it's new to, like, the, the door they to door like change. Yeah, they don't like change. You're, you're breaking this, this, this thing that everyone, no one likes change. It's not just you. It's not just them. It's everyone. Um, and so more than that, though, the, you have to understand that those concerns are going to come up, and you have to anticipate them. As you anticipate those concerns or those smoke screens right away and you overcome them, you're going to buy more time because you're going to come off more confident and people are going to trust you more. Yeah, so that kind of leads us into the application of all this. So what I call these are pattern interrupts. So we're going to go into you know, the common pattern interrupts you can use for fresh stores, takeovers, anything. And then we're going to get more specific because some of you guys you know, that sell alarms or dish or pest control, it's like they already have a service and they're attached to that service. It might be their cousin that owns some security company that they've had for 10 years, and you've gotta switch them to a new product, right? Or solar. They're already been stuck under the utility company for the last forever, and now you have to switch them to a whole new concept. So there's different pattern interrupts that you're gonna use for takeovers than if you're gonna take, hey, I don't have an alarm system, I'm gonna give them a whole new alarm system. Hey, I don't have um, whatever, and you're going to give them a whole new thing. So we're going to go into the common ones, then we're going to go into fresh, and then we're going to go into takeovers, okay? So speaking of that, like, the first thing that we're going to talk about some pattern interrupts that have to do with your first 30-second, like, objection, right? So the three objections are going to be not interested, um, already been knocked, and don't have time. Those are very, very, very common ones, right? Oh, you're the fifth pest control guy that's come here, or you're, you know, oh, I've heard this spiel before, so, so if you're getting that a lot, hit it. So what you would say simply, 
Hey, I know you've talked to like 10, 10 guys. I'm sure it's like every day and I'm sure you get pissed off and I'm sure you hate door-to-door people. Don't worry, I'm totally different. <laughs> like that's the first thing I said. And they're like, oh, okay. And it just throws them <laughs> off guard. And you're like, hey, you've talked to the guys before. Like the last couple months have been coming by. Like you've talked to a lot of door-to-door guys. Good. That's exactly why I'm here. Those are great ways to just throw them off guard. And they're like, oh, okay. It's almost like you're throwing those guys under the bus. Like, I do it all the time. It's like, I, look, I know I'm, like, number six in the in the week. But just so you know, those guys were just coming around to kind of tell everybody what was going on. And then I come around to actually help them understand how to get that, how to get it done. I, I kind of throw them under, like, it's terrible. But I kind of do that. It's like, no, they're it's my fire boy. Well, and, and it's the <laughs> mindset behind it. It's like... I don't care how many people have knocked your doors. None of them are good looking and none of them are actually <laughs> yeah. like as confident as I am. So I'm going to close you. Yeah. So that's like, I love it. My favorite thing and those like Jenny's was in my office. She's on this and, and a few people are on this or actually were in my offices. And my favorite thing to do is knock behind people. And, Joe, and yeah. they'd get oh. so pissed because I'd be like, hey, I just closed Tanner. Did you remember Tanner? He's like, yeah, wait, you closed him? I'm like, yeah, thanks for teeing him up. High five. And they're like, well, do I get paid on that? I'm like, hell no. Closers get paid. I'm do sorry. Paid I'm like, that? closers no. get paid, but I appreciate you warming them up because my mentality is like, good, I, I love people going and being free billboards. You know what I mean? Like, I can, thanks for being a three-month billboard for the company. Yep. And I'm the type that's like, no, I don't, I don't get paid to be a billboard. I get paid to freaking close deals. Yeah. So like... Yep. I mean, okay, so that brings us to the not interested. How many of you guys, I mean, like this if you hate getting, oh, not interested? You're like, you don't even know what I'm selling yet. Like, I could be giving you a million dollars right now. And what do you mean you're not interested? I, I know everybody feels that. Yeah. What I love what I love telling my guys when I, when I do this, you guys have probably all heard this, but it's when someone says I'm not interested, it doesn't, that's not what it means. It just means you haven't interested me enough yet. That's, yes. that's exactly what that means. It doesn't mean... That this person doesn't want the service. It's a complaint. Yeah, it's a complaint. It just means that you haven't you haven't created enough interest in what you're selling first. So going into that, it's my favorite thing because if you you know you're going to get not interested, like just accept the fact now. It's going to everyone that you go talk to is not interested because yep. nobody's interested in buying stuff. Because nobody likes you. Yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> likes you. If you can accept that now, wake up in the morning and be like, no one likes me. I accept it. All day I'm long. cool with that. And go out there with a positive attitude, you'll close more deals for the simple fact of not getting shocked when somebody's like, I'm not interested. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) You're like, wait, what do you mean? You're just like expecting it. You're like, I know. That's why I'm here. So that's my favorite line. That's fine. Just so you know. Not interested. That's fine. Just so you know. And keep going. It's like, oh no, that's exactly why I'm here. Or like, don't even address it. The reality is you should say, hey, you probably don't like buying things from door to door because they don't have anything interesting to buy. I know. That's why I'm here. So you actually like what I'm doing. The other one that's my go-to, go-to, is I have a list. This is money. And when I was telling you about this, you're like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I carry awesome. a list of my customers. I literally have Johnny Smith. He's a doctor on Smith Avenue or whatever, right? And Carol Lane. And I literally list all my customers that I've done. I hand them the list. And, and a common pattern interrupt is get something in their hands. So what I do is I knock on the door and I go, here you go. And I'm like, hey, who do you know on this list? That's the first thing I said. And they have to take the list and they start looking at it and they go, oh, I know Johnny. Oh, I know Timmy. And you go, how do you know them? Oh, I work with them. Oh, cool. You work at the the power plant too? Perfect. You're going to love this. And right there, you built common ground. You built name drop an effective way. And then you go, and then this is the most important line that you'll use. All these people on this list have already done what I'm doing. So obviously I'm not doing anything crazy. So hear me out. You obviously like this. And you move on. Because right there, it throws them off. It builds credibility and trust. 
and then they have to listen to you and they have something in their hands so you've controlled the action. Because the first 30 seconds about controlling action, thoughts, and um, what was the other one that we said? Action, thoughts, and belief, right? Yes. So it's, it's, you have to build the trust, you have to control their action. So another common favorite one that I love it's and, and you may have done this. It's literally you knock on the door and you can tell they're like creeping behind <laughs> you and they're like not even opening. Oh, I just worse. say, "Hey, come here real quick. I'll show you. I'll show you real quick." And they're like, "Wait, what?" Show and you, you what? You 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 look down. You start turning and you start pointing and you you just kind of wave like this. You're like, "Come here real quick. I'll show you." And they that's controlling the action. Yeah. It makes them have to come out of their little like cave and then then they then you bought more time. It, and for all you guys that use slicks like. Any anyone that's using a slick, one of the best things to do with slicks. We were talking about this yesterday too. Is hold it vertical, right? Don't don't hold it out like this. Hold it vertical so that they have to kind of like grab it and then look at it, right? So then they're looking at the slick and they have it in their hands and it keeps them engaged. Um, another thing that that I like to do is is just I, I'll just be straight up. Like one thing that anyone that knocks with me kind of notices is that I'm about as upfront about as like straightforward as I possibly can be. And there's so many times where I'll knock a door and I can tell that this person is just really like guarded, like a lot of other people. And so I'll simply just say, look, I, I know the last thing you want to hear is a sales pitch. It's a good thing I'm here. Cause that's not what I'm here to do. Let me just tell you really quick what I've done for your neighbor. And it's like, it's fresh. It's like, they're, they're like, Oh, this thank you. Thank you for calling a spade a spade. Thank but... you for not selling me, but it's like, I'm actually selling. Yeah. My, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is, you know, a lot of people say the line, Hey, I'm not here to sell you anything. Yeah, I, I, I've done that one. I've played with it. It's a good line in certain circumstances. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they all you're, know. you're not out there to knock doors for free. No. Let's just call it that. So my favorite line is, hey, I'm obviously here selling you something. So I'll yeah. take 30 seconds. Yep. If you don't like it, don't get it. If you like it, like it. But at the end of the day, like, hear me out. Yep. And if I just say it straight up, then they're, out like, the white they're like, oh, okay. Right. At least he's up front with me. Um, my other My other favorite is like, the common one is, hey, has any of the neighbors told you what's been going on? Like, I'm just here to kind of tell you what's like what what's been happening. You probably see me with your neighbors. So, like, that's a good one because it, it it engulfs somebody. So, Robert Mundenga, if you guys haven't learned, listened to this podcast, it's it's pretty wild. The drug guy, oh. um, and he, he that was kind of his go-to line because it kind of captures people and saying, well, I don't want to miss out. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. That's another good pattern interrupt. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Another one that kind of correlates to that is names to like the master. So some of you guys have tools like white pages or street genies or that already have their names. So you knock on the door and you're like, hey, um, hey, are you Ian? Yeah. Perfect. Just want to make sure I had the right house. Oh, okay. That's a way powerful way to use the name. Yep. Then another, bring that up, up on top. Be like, hey, you're Ian, right? Yeah. Perfect. Did John next door tell you I'd be stopping by? No. Oh, he didn't? No. Cool. I'll make sure I get on him for that. He was the one that kind of sent me. Okay. Right there, then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, what's going on? John sent him over here. Like, he knows my name. Like, what's happening? So mm-hmm. when you get a no from somebody, let's say you tell me no. You're like, dude, I don't even want it. Be like, cool. What's the neighbor's name next door? Uh, is that Chris? Chris? Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, Chris, did he even tell you I'd be coming by? <laughs> and then they get on him later. Yeah, and then it's like... And it's like, I don't care. I've moved on. I've closed you. Like, I'm not a, a two-touch guy. It's like, let's go. I, I kind of do something similar, too, where I'll be like, let's say I sell the guy. Let's say I sell the, the neighbor. His name is James. I'll go to the next, or I'll ask him. and be like, hey, do you know any of your neighbors around here? He'll be like, oh, yeah, Chris lives here, and John lives here, and Betty lives there. And so I'll go next door, and I'll, 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 he'll answer. I'll be like, oh, John? Yeah, James sent me over here. Blame him. And he's like, wait, what? James sent you? 
yeah, dude, I he forced yeah, me, get he forced yeah, he me forced to come me. over here, dude. I, and then after they're like, no, he didn't. I'm like, no, he didn't. But it's enough to just break that preoccupation right away where it's like immediately they're guarded and immediately they want to throw that wall up. But when you do something like that, the wall comes down. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, man, well, what are you doing? And they, like, they ask you for it and then you just pitch them. Okay, so let's go into random, right? A lot of us have been trained to be like, hey, nice truck, man. Where'd you get it, right? No. Um, there's right and wrong way to do the random connection. And the wrong way is very inauthentic. It's very insincere because a lot of people, they've heard that, right? It's like, it's like when you're sitting down with a recruit and you're like, hey, man, sweet watch. You know, I used this example yesterday. And it was like, it's like, the watch isn't even that cool. Why'd you say sweet watch? It's Whoa. like, and you, you, have, you know what I mean? It's like... So it, if you if they know you're just being cheesy and it's coming off like I was told by my manager to say nice truck, it just is going to detrimentally make you think of us. It's going to say, oh, this sales guy. Yeah, like they, they just know that you're BSing them. Like they just know that. Yeah, if they don't have a nice truck, if they don't actually have anything, if if it doesn't actually sound like a sincere common ground, like they're not they're not going to think it's real. They're just going to be like, oh, you're like every other salesman. And again. If, if there's one thing you take out of this whole thing, be different. Be different than every other salesman that's hit the door before you so that you break this pattern of how people actually think about door-to-door salesmen. Change the way people think about door-to-door salesmen by being different yourself because it's so huge. Like it's So the right way to do it yes. is find sincere interest in them. Yes. For example, on Saturday, I saw a dude with a Seahawks hat. I've liked the Seahawks. And I simply said, are you one of those true Seahawks fans or the fake ones? And, yeah. and it was sincere. It was like, Seahawks. love Seahawks, but I'll be honest. I'm a fake Seahawks fan. I'm not a true fake. I'm not a fake. I'm not a, like a poser, right? Yeah. Are you a true one or are you a fake, or a fake one? Yeah. And he goes, no, I actually lived in Seattle. I grew up there. And now we started talking about Seahawks. Yeah. And it was like sincere. It wasn't like, sweet truck, man. I use that on everyone. It was like, I see a Seahawks hat. And it, and it built a conversation right away, and that was my first 30 seconds was talking about Seahawks. And he could tell it was real. And it was real. And all of a sudden, the guy liked me. He lets me in, and we prefer for the sale, right? And so there's right and wrong ways to do it. So it's like, I have matching shoes. Cool, man, you have the same day Nikes as me. That's legit, <laughs> dude. Or like, I, okay, and then there's the random of like completely weren't expecting like left field random. And the, my go-to, and everybody laughs, because everybody asked me, like, uh, uh, who was it? Sterling Clark. He's like, hey, man, like, does the scooter really help? And I actually, the, it's more effective for time use, but it's also my favorite pattern interrupt, because it's a left field. Yeah, I, have the scooter, I have the scooter parked right next to me, and, they, and, you, and the second I see him look at it, I go, yeah, you want to ride it? <laughs> and right away, like my first line is like, like my ride. Hey, I'll make you sign a waiver. Old people, it's my favorite. I'm like, I go, hey, you want to ride this thing? It's probably been years since you've ridden one. I'll make you sign the waiver though. Careful How many old it. ladies have you gotten oh, to ride your scooter? Every time. It is the best. Because Did you ever video any of them? No, no. I've, no I should every have time a they, real no, they, don't, they don't really ride it. I've only had one old man actually ride it. Oh. And it, I was like, wait, he took me up on it. I was just doing it as a sarcastic <laughs> joke. But it's a, it's a left field. Or sometimes, like I remember, like you were telling me about, you dropped your binder. Oh, yeah. And you had your little things fall out. Yeah, right? all the time. So back, like when we didn't use iPads and stuff, I mean, guys, I'm a pioneer. Like this is years and years when we had those, just the pink slips is what we use for contracts. And I, was, I would always leave like 40 or 50 in my binder, even though it made it a little bit heavier. I always carried them because every once in a while, if I 
if I felt like it was going to work really well, I would just drop my binder accidentally, accidentally, right? And all these pink slips fall over their 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 uh, their porch, and I'm like, oh, hang on, so let me help you. And then as they're picking it up, they're like, oh, I know her, or oh, I know him. So it's just like, it's but it's just, them off guard. They're yeah, like, oh man, like, I gotta help this guy. Yeah. They're not thinking about their hot pocket, right? You know what I mean? It's like, hot. Exactly. I love those hot pockets. I well, hey, I haven't hey, eaten this morning, dude. You're killing good me. Point. Okay, so let's move into fresh versus takeover, yeah. and then we're gonna talk about the outcome of like if you truly master and apply some of the little things and tricks and tips that we've been talking about, how much further you're gonna take every sale. So fresh doors, a little different. So I like to ask questions. It's all, now you become the doctor. Now you have to figure out what's their problem and how do you fill the hole, right? So I ask simple questions like, what do you do for work? Cool, they work nights. Now I know how to target the alarm, right? Or what do you, you know, what, what, what kind of TV do you do? Are you a Netflix guy? Are you a, you know what I mean? Like figure out like where are they currently at? What are their pain points? So then you can now solve it. So ask non I even like non-salesy questions like, what do you do for work? How long have you lived here? You know, like, hey, I know, and try to find like a commonality like, oh, it looks like you have a bunch of kids. I mean, you're probably always in and out and stuff like that. How many kids do you guys have? Like, not sounding like super like, hey, I'm a, I'm a burglar. I'm going to come into your house like creeper. But like find a, 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 a real good way to ask some good, good questions to get to know them so that you can then serve them with your service or product. Um, yeah. So I, I, I was a master of fresh stores. A lot of people ask, like, how do you sell 400 accounts? Like, most of those guys are just sign hoppers, right? I was in the freaking small town boonies of West Texas, and, you know, there weren't any signs to go take over. So I, I mastered the fresh, and it was all about kind of inquiring, like, asking the right questions. Because when you ask a question, immediately their mind thinks of an answer. They stop thinking about Hot Pockets. So it's like... Um, it's all about, okay, how do I control their mind right now? And it's quick question, 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 question. And now all of a sudden they're like engaged in those first 30 seconds versus mind in the clouds about a stressful day at work or whatever. So kind of going into takeover, what would you give some advice? Cause it's a kind of a different first 30 seconds. In my opinion. Yeah. So takeover. So that's the cool thing is like, it's, it's the exact opposite, right? With satellite, it's it's 90% takeover. Like we're, we're pretty much, we're always changing someone from something they currently have. Um, it comes down to 100% confidence. So the first thing I always tell people is, is you need to believe in what you sell. You need to, you need to understand or you need to know that your product is superior to theirs no matter what. If you have that confidence in what you're selling, then every single door you hit that you're taking over there's going to be no hesitation in the fact that yes, these people are are not usually going to, or they're afraid of change, right? They don't want they don't want to change. They don't want to make a change from what they currently have. They're comfortable. They're you know they're satisfied with what they have. Whatever. Those are the things you always get on the doors. The thing about it though is that if you have a hundred percent confidence in your product and what you're doing for them or the service or whatever it is, um, it's it's that much easier to take over these these other companies every single time, and and. The, the idea is rather than coming off as this, so I, I coined the phrase, right? I always tell people that I train, be the needed, not the needy, right? What's the difference between being needy and being needed? Um, you always see those reps that go up the door that it, we call it commission breath, right? They're constantly, they look like they're begging for the sale. They look like they're just like, oh, please listen to me. Please, please give me 30 seconds, right? There's the difference between those guys and the ones that walk up and they just, they know they have the best product. They know that they're going to solve a problem. Every single door they hit, 
they understand that the pro- the person they're talking to has a problem and they have the solution being their product or their service. And so it never comes off as this like, beg you for the sale, please listen to me, please give me the time of day. It's just like, look, I don't wanna be out here, I have to be out here, right? You need me to be out here. As, as much as I don't wanna be out here, you need me to be, right? The only reason I'm out here in this heat, the only reason I'm out here in the freezing cold weather or whatever it is, the only reason I'm out here in this thunderstorm is because every single person that I've talked to needed me to be here for this reason. Oh really, well what reason? Well let me tell you, right? This is exactly why I'm here. Um, it's just that confidence and that, that giving them the idea that I am needed, I'm not needy. And the other piece on that is knowing more about what they have yeah. than they know what they have, yeah. right? Hey, I'm assuming you have the panel that's like the white one with the little drop down and it has a little diamond speaker on it. It's, I'm assuming it looks like this one. Cause you saw their sign, right? So it's, yep. then they're like, Oh wow. How do you know that? Yeah. And you're probably paying like 3799. Like, yeah. They're like, man. I, and, and, and all it's, of a sudden yeah. you're like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm here. It's because of this, this, and this, or, you know, in satellite kind of do that. Yeah. It's, it's being the expert. It's like, I, I, uh, what I always tell people is it's just like what you said, actually, you said, be the doctor, right? When you guys go to the doctor's office, you don't go to the secretary to, to tell her you feel sick and to get advice, right? You go to the doctor. You need to start being the doctor and stop being the secretary, right? Start being the manager and stop being the rep. Start, start being the person that as soon as you start talking, they know you know your stuff, right? Um, in the satellite industry, there's a, there's a common thing where, where reps will constantly get customers saying, look, I need to call my company to make sure that I'm not paying this or to make sure my bill is this way or to find out if this is really the case. You should never get that. If you get that, it means one thing and it is that they don't trust you. They don't trust that you know your stuff. They don't trust that you're the doctor. They, they still look at you like the, the secretary. Yeah, and solar, like I know a lot of, like obviously I'm doing solar now, so it's like you need to know like, hey, most people are paying around 100 bucks a month. I'm assuming you've got Rocky Mount Power, right? Okay, everybody does. We're just doing the net metering program. Like I could show you on your meter. I could show you inside either one. Like do you want me to just check it? And then and they kind of are like, what do you mean? Like you, you are the meter reader. Like – you're supposed to be there. I know some guys ask like, hey, do you wear the vests when you do solar or whatever? I'm like, I don't, but it's like, it's the same concept. You have to approach it with the mindset of like, yeah, I'm setting up everyone because it's this mandatory program, either the government or, you know, your, your current company, like whatever it is, it's like, I'm targeting, hey, I need to be here and you need to listen to this because it's my job to tell you. And if I don't get my point across, then you're... I, I didn't do my job right. Like, hold on. And yeah. and then the other piece is, like he was talking about, not be the needy. Make sure you could do takeaways in those first 30 seconds. If they're coming at you hard mm-hmm. by not being the needy, you could typically just say, oh, whoa, we're not even sure if you're a good fit yet. Like, yeah. whoa, don't get ahead of yeah, yourself. Yeah, well, at like, first I have to make sure you qualify. Yeah, so, yeah like, I whoa. mean, don't get ahead of me yet. Yeah. yeah, so that's always a big one. So let's kind of, we got to wrap this up and then we're going to Q&A. So, Make sure that you're still on this thing, that you can post some questions. I can actually see comments this time. So I want to be able to answer any questions, comments, things like that that you guys have. And this could be about, like, let's kind of keep it focused for the first 30 seconds. But um, we'll kind of go into the outcome. So it's like, at the end of the day, you apply some of this stuff. How many more sales do you get a day? How much more enjoyable is your job not getting slammed, slammed, slammed? Because there are some neighborhoods that just get hammered and then all of a sudden you're just like this sucks and then you get demotivated and then it's just like pattern and your your belief is caused by rejection 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 your experience is now i can't do this job like this neighborhood's rough i need to move hoods like and and you create this belief 
But the reality is you need to dive deeper into mastering this concept of what we've been training right here. You master that. Your confidence goes here because you start getting farther along with every sale. It maybe means you, we haven't even talked about closing. That's a whole nother training. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, your goal is to buy more time. So I know if like, cause I remember there was like literally a three week sprint my second year that I literally just got my face kicked in. I'm in Austin, I'm in like the city and it was just like hammered and I was the 10th alarm dude and I was competing with Bivens and I literally was in the same ward with them and I was like, screw you guys. I'm like, they're taking over my three day polls and I'm just like, ah. and I, I, I like want to kill somebody. And I was like, okay, it's not the neighborhood. It's not the people. It's effing me. Yep. And I took control over that and I owned what I could own. And that's when I started to see some, some bigger pops. Yeah. And it's, it's where you're, t it's not just like, what you're touching on is mindset, which is what we're going to talk about a lot um, in the next workshop. But it's also just understanding, like guys, the ones, the guy, the reps that are so frustrated, the reps that come home like a freaking rain cloud Eeyore every day, are the ones that are constantly getting shut down in 30 seconds, just constant door after door after door. You can't hack it. You can't. You can't let it happen. When that happens, you're you're going to end up that just like them. Like you gotta you gotta use these things to be able to get past those 30 seconds so that you can get farther in the sale, and obviously you're going to be able to sell more. So. Okay, so we got uh, 14 people, it looks like, on this thing. So let's hear some comments. Um, Cameron Forbes says, glitching. I hope it's still and, not glitching. Yeah, and Jenilyn Griffiths says, hot pockets. Um, Divot, Texas. Yes, that street. I had a street on it, Divot. It was like 10 homes on one block. You sold them all. Every single one. I remember the night, they're the last house I couldn't catch for three weeks. <laughs> and finally at 9.30 at night, see a light on. And I'm like, yes. And guess what my approach was? Knock on the door. I'm like, finally, I gotcha. <laughs> and they're like, what, what's going on? That was my pattern interrupt, right? Finally. And they're like, wait, what, what? Like, what's happening? I'm like, what? dude, I've been trying to catch you for three weeks straight. Did you just tell them straight up? Like, and you're I, the last house. I literally you told them. I said, you. and then I did the, come here. And I go, see that sign, that sign, that sign, that sign, that sign. Look, look, you're the last one. I haven't got you. Obviously, I'll get you. Let me step in and show you what I'm doing. And I just walk right in, close, boom. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. And, 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 and that's called momentum. That's the, the power of the big mo. Um, so Dan Blankenship, what's your go-to um, to get your head straight when rejection does come? Um, so I think, honestly, it's... Dan, you need to make sure you watch next week's uh, part, yeah. like workshop because that is where we're going to really dive into this. But I'm the type that selective amnesia is my go-to. And I have a song, and it sounds really weird, but it's, I'm a closer, 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 I'm a closer. And I just sing this stupid song, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, come back in. And I is, that from, is that from, a, that's a spinoff of, what the heck is the name of that song? I'm a gang. I'm a. Uh, I'm a. What's it? I'm oh. A, I'm a. I'm a. Is that I'm a gangster? I'm a baller. I'm a. I don't know. I'm sure somebody on this. It's that too. But anyway, Dang so it. it's all about like it's all about resetting after every door because if you carry your doors with you, you're just gonna have this spiral of like I suck. And I know it's seven o'clock. Ninety percent of you guys have given up on the day. That's when it's like, no, this is prime time. Let's go. And you have the nickname prime time for the simple fact you know how to turn it on when it means go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say uh, thoughts on selling facial hair. I'm assuming that that's because I currently rock a beard right now. Maybe you're asking that question. I'll just tell you this. This is going along with appearance. 
you can have facial hair. I know guys that sell with full beards. Just make it look good. Just keep it. Just keep it neat. Don't you know? Uh, you don't want to go in the doors as Grizzly Adams, but if you if you keep it neat, it doesn't matter. Like it's just like anything else. That's why certain people can send. They can sell wearing anything, or you know, this guy can sell with a mullet. You know, it's just it's all about your confidence. Um, the other can. I can't see any of the other comments. So here, I got them right yeah. here. So first, <laughs> let, me, let me talk about this city one because um, I feel like this is actually something that that is pretty prevalent in the satellite industry. A lot of guys constantly knock small town. They feel like all I can do is knock small town because – I got in that mindset. Guilty. Yeah, everybody does. I mean I got into it too. Um, and what I found you was – Utah, every ward is a small town. <laughs> just throw that out there. That's it's true. like small town ward, small. Town. So I've yeah. actually kind of like mastered city, but it's still wards. So it's small world. Yeah. I see the question. Go go. So, so well, no. So I'm just saying. Um, it. I think it comes down to yeah, like name dropping and all that kind of stuff doesn't work as well. And and why is that? Well, it's not just because they don't know everybody that lives around them, but people in smaller towns um, are a lot more laid back. They're a lot more. Uh, you know, easy going. If you guys, I'm going to throw a book out there. If you haven't read this book yet, um, go read it. It's called Navigate, Selling People the Way They Like to Buy um, by Dustin Hillis. He's actually the guy from the Southwestern Oh, yeah. He, he might be at Door Orcon too, by the way. Oh, so, dude, that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This book is, I promise you, if you guys read it, it's, it's geared more towards like uh, phone sales and like business to business sales, but it's totally applicable on the doors. And ever since I read that book, I'm not kidding, and, and anyone that I've trained on it, the closing percentage skyrockets because it teaches you how to sell different types of people. If you think about it this way, um, why is it that you know why is it that they say talent beats hard work or, or hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Well, it's because when you think of a talented rep, what makes them talented? Like if you, what is a talented rep? In my opinion, it's a guy that knows how to sell virtually everyone he talks to. Right, the closing percentage is just sky high and you're like that guy can go out for an hour and close one or two deals in one hour every time it's not a matter of he needs 10 hours to knock give him an hour and he'll sell right but why is that well it's because they understand how to sell virtually everyone because if you get the guy that's just hard working but not as talented he has to work three times as hard to find those people that he knows how to sell the the one type of person or the two types of people but if you put that person on the doors who's really talented they don't need to knock for 10 hours. They can knock for two and sell three different types of people because they're all qualified buyers in their minds, right? So to sell in the city, what I'm getting at is people in the city are different than people in small towns. People in the city are more aggressive. They're more callous. They're more uh, they're fast-paced, right? Because that's just the lifestyle they lead. So to sell those people in the city, you need to learn how to mirror those people. How do you become aggressive and, and more uh, upfront with them without pushing them over the, over the top? Um, and that's actually something I feel like I've been able to get really good at is, is learning the difference between being persistent and pushy and knowing like how far and, and, and how aggressive I can be with somebody in the city to the point where they actually respect it. Yeah. Like it's, it's you, you, you have a bull. Yeah. And you be a bull. Yes. The, the it's, bolt system. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you're an owl. So an owl. Yes. You're a bull, be a bull. And in the city, you tend to have to be a lot more, let me get to the point. I'm going to respect your time and I hope you respect mine because I'm pretty busy. I'm doing a lot of these. Let's get to it. Yeah. And that's like your mindset. Yeah. So what are the, any other questions? Like, I'm a player. I'm a player. Yeah, I'm, I'm a player. player. I'm, I'm a player. player. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Yes. I, was like, I, I, I'm like, I sing it Dan all the time. Blankenship. Yeah. Yes, man. Thank I'm, you. I'm like, I see it all the time. I sing it all the time. I was like, I don't even remember the real song. I just, that was my go-to. I'm a closer. That's I'm awesome. A closer. 
Um, any other questions? And we can wrap this up. Um, let's get one more question from the from the group. All right. Crickets. No Crickets. Okay. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Um, we're going to be bringing on more and more guests, so make sure that you stay tuned. Next week is Check Your State, um, which honestly is my favorite thing to train on. Your breath, your like, your emotions, your posture, your... your you're, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I'll get down to the science of like biohacking, um, and that I think like it's crazy. But eighty percent of this job is mental, so eighty percent of your what you should be focusing on is what next week's training is. Yeah. And twenty percent is actually like these little what you say and how you say it, whatever, right? So make sure that you share this um, group with others. They still have to register on cantknockthis.com slash workshops. That way I can invite them to this because it's more of an exclusive group. So we appreciate the feedback and comments from everybody. Um, and stay tuned because tickets for DoorCon are coming out pretty soon. We, yeah, should, have the, we should have the, the, the link, um, the website done this week. So That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we've got a little teaser for the guys that are part of this group. Jeremy Andrus who is the CEO of Traeger and Skull Candy will be speaking. Iron Cowboy from uh, 50, 50 triathlons or Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. He's insane. That's um, crazy. Uh, Satema Ghali, um, who also is an NFL su- uh, Super Bowl champion. He sold for Vivint for a few years, so he's kind of got this like, now he's doing this crazy coaching of entrepreneurs. He's a $25,000 speaking fee, and I kind of just am buddies with him, so I was like, Hey man, like look, I do put me this up, do me a favor, yeah. and so he'll speak. Like we've got some. Stuff.